0: in your journey here. For just a few minutes, I want to uh, speak on a, a very familiar passage. I'll be using several passages, but first of all, I'm going to look at Joshua chapter 1. If you have your Bibles this morning, look at Joshua Pastor 1. Joshua chapter 1. You see what an interesting title. Is it up on the board there? It says, when a leader died. Aren't you glad you're not dead? Amen? But that's what it says in Joshua chapter 1. Now it came to pass after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, that the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' servant, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now therefore arise, cross this Jordan, and you as people to him to the land which I have given to them, to the sons of Israel. Father, thank you, Lord, for this time together. Father, thank you for the joy of being here today and being able to share from God's word. Father, we pray your blessings upon my brother Larry and his precious wife, Trish, Lord. We thank you for them. Lord, we dedicate them to you, Lord. And we pray, Lord Jesus, that you will you will bless them. You will bless the church. And Calvary Baptist Church will grow for the glory of God. In Jesus' name. Amen. Joshua chapter 1 says, now, now it came to pass after the death of Moses. Why did Joshua put that in there? He put that in there because Moses had been the leader for many years. You remember? Moses, he was... a well, There had been a decree from Pharaoh saying that all children, two years and and younger, should be killed. His mother made a a basket, floated it down the river. Pharaoh's daughter picked it up and was raised in royalty. So Moses was royalty. Did you know you're royalty this morning? You're a child of God. But not only are you a child of God, Larry, you're a chosen child of God. A special calling. I hear from people all the time. Well, we just got a new pastor. We just hired him. I know you were going to say that. Let me tell you something, folks. You may have called Larry to be your pastor, but God (laughs) called him first. Amen? God called you first. And if you don't have a calling upon your life, you're not going to make it, Larry. Because we have a wonderful crowd here today. Everybody loves you today. Everything's going fine today. But guess what? You're a pastor. And it ain't going to be smooth sailing sometime. It's going to be hard. It's going to be difficult. But praise God. God has called you. And God will help you. And he will Encourage you to do the work of ministry. It says that Moses had died. And now Joshua was the leader. If you know the story, they had already tried to go into Jericho. And they didn't make it. Why did they not make it? Because all the people began to complain. They began to argue. They said, you know, they were in the middle of the wilderness. God had provided manna for them every day. Every single day, God had provided manna for them. And then on the weekend, imagine this. Manna was like bread. It's like dew. And God provided it every day. And on the Sabbath, he did it for two days. And guess what? They didn't have refrigerators back then. And it never spoiled because God provided for their needs. Amen. But Moses is dead now. All the people that were there in Moses' time had 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 died. A new generation had come. And now Joshua. Joshua has a responsibility. Someone give me a glass of water. Joshua had the responsibility. Oh, there it is. Thank you. Excuse me, man. It's been a while since I preached, so. It's hot in here, isn't it? All right, I'll be short and sweet. Maybe. Right. Joshua had the responsibility from God to get the people to the promised land. And you know the story. With God's help, Joshua completed the task. Brother Larry, you cannot do anything in ministry without God's help. And so I would advise you, as you begin your your ministry here at Calvary Baptist Church, take it slow. Begin to love the people. Begin to encourage the people. And slowly begin to do what God has called you to do. I remember a church one time. They went to a conference. And they came back. And the first thing the pastor did, he changed the name of the church. And guess what they did the next week? They changed the pastor. So be, be slow. Love the people. Encourage the people. And then what does it say later on? In in verse 6, it says, Be strong and courageous. Be strong and courageous. That means that sometimes as a pastor, when God gives you a vision, you must go forward courageously. And I want to encourage you when When Pastor Larry proposes something, even though you may be leery of it, give the man a chance. Give the man a chance. I've been in church my whole life, and can I tell you something? I've heard more criticism about the pastor than I have praises. Amen? Amen. All right. You remember that, don't you, Larry? Because I'm taking names of anybody that criticizes after the service, huh? Joshua says, be strong and courageous. But then listen to what Jeremiah has to say. Listen to what Jeremiah has to say to us about how how you should be, Brother Larry. He says, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, Larry... Before you were born, God knew you. But he goes on. And before you were born, I consecrated you. Before you were even born, God, in his infinite wisdom, created you from nothing. And he consecrated you to be here. This morning, to be the pastor of Calvary Baptist Church. That's what God has done. That's what God has done. Being a pastor is a a sacred office, it's not to be taken lightly. And, Brother Larry, I want to challenge you don't screw it up. It wasn't in my notes, I just decided to throw that in. (laughs) But it goes on, and before you were born, I consecrated you. I have appointed you to be a prophet to the nations. Then I I said, alas, Lord, God, before I do not know how to speak, for I am young, but that doesn't apply to you, because everywhere I send you, you shall go, and all that I have commanded you, you shall speak. So, Brother Larry, when you get up to preach every Sunday, ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ, it's not what Larry is saying, it's what God's saying, amen? Yes. And so, if you don't like his sermon, don't argue with the pastor, go pray about it, because that's what God told Larry to preach, amen? Yes. All right. You know, I preached it before, like, my philosophy is the more, amen, just say the shit the sooner we get out. Amen? Alright. Jeremiah goes on. Do you not say I'm a a youth? Because everywhere I send you, you shall go. And all that I command you, you shall speak. Do not be afraid of them. Who's he talking about? He's talking about the enemies. So in this case, Larry, don't be afraid of them, okay? God's on your side. They may give you a hard time, but stand strong. Because God is on your side. Amen? Amen. I haven't even looked at my notes. I haven't got to my notes yet. But we'll get to them soon. <laughs> then the Lord stretched out his hand. And touched my, my mouth. And the Lord said. Behold I have put my words in your mouth. You know I don't know about you. But as a pastor who preached. For a long, long time, I'm slow to learn. And when I get an opportunity to preach, I have to think about it and think about it and think about it and study and study and study. In fact, Paul says, study to show thyself, a workman, not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of God. So, Brother Larry, you have a responsibility, not only to the congregation, but more important to God. Before you get up here to preach, you better study. You better study and it's interesting when you begin to study the Word of God and you have a text that you've chosen and you don't know how to how it's gonna go and you said man I've been studying all week and I still don't have it and you know what happens for me at least I study all week I take a lot of notes and then Sunday morning I get up early I get about five o'clock and I go in my office and I begin to write the sermon it's amazing when I write my sermon my hand just seems to go across the paper don't you know don't you have you felt that brother that's what's going to happen to you because god will give you the words god will give you the words in fact listen to what um, what the apostle paul says to us he says preach the word in season and out of season so, Brother Larry, as a pastor, you better be ready to preach at the at very... The, time. You always need to have a sermon. Not just in your notes, but in your heart. If it doesn't come from your heart, it ain't any good. It has to come. It has to come from the heart. It has to come from the heart. But then... Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 17 says, now, he gives a challenge to you. He says, now, gird up your loins, arise, speak to them, all which I have commanded you. Do not be dismayed. Because one of the things that we as pastors face is discouragement. We always think, did I do my best? Did I do my best? You know, I stood at the back of this door many times. I preached in many churches over the years, and people come up to me and say, Oh, Pastor, I enjoyed my my sermon. And then I go away discouraged. Because you know something? Every time I get up in this pulpit, every time you get up in the pulpit, there's somebody else standing right next to me. God's in my heart, but the devil's right here. And he's trying to confuse me. He's trying to Distract me. But the Bible says, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Amen? Amen. And that goes for you as well. You know, as I was looking over this passage yesterday, you know, God told Joshua to be strong and courageous. And I want to compliment you all to be here today. I know it's a dedication service for the new pastor. I know that you all love Larry. But you know, over the past two years, we've had COVID. And do you realize that during the season of COVID, in our nation, there's been a transformation. In this past year, more than 50 million people have quit their jobs. They just say, I'm tired. I'm done with this. At the hospital, I probably shouldn't say this now because my boss may find out, but I'll say I don't care. At the hospital, I go to the hospital, and people have quit their job. They're tired of all this. And I want to encourage you. You may be tired this morning, but praise God that you're here because you are now strong. You are now strong. And courageous. Amen? Amen? We're glad for that, aren't we, huh? So it says here, God says, "Now Moses, my servant is dead, now therefore arise, cross this Jordan, you and all the people, to the land which I have given to, to you to the sons of Israel. God gave him a commandment, Amen. The commandment was going to go into Jericho. you know the story. God told Moses, told Joshua, to go into Jericho. Because you remember, Joshua had already been there before with Caleb. And remember what they said? There's giants in the land. We can't go in there. And you know, out of those 12 spies, how many were left? Two. So let me tell you something else. The majority could be wrong. The majority can be wrong so what did they do every day they walked around the city once the next day they walked around the city once the next day they walked around the city once and then on the seventh day they walked around seven times they blew the trumpet and the walls fell down was it because they were so smart no it was God Brother the it was God and so brother Larry God's going to ask you to do some things That don't make sense. That don't make sense. But make sure. Make sure that you always. Pay attention to what God tells you. Before anybody else. Amen. So I want to encourage you this morning. Be strong. Be strong and and courageous I'm almost done so don't worry and then you have a responsibility not only do you need to preach the word you need to help the people grow in Christ teach the people be co-laborers with God because listen what 1 Thessalonians says For they themselves reported about with you how you turned to God from idols to serve a living and a true God. Your responsibility is to grow this congregation. Not necessarily in numbers. Everybody's hung up about numbers. God is not impressed with numbers. God wants us to as pastors, to grow people in the Lord, to prepare them for the battle that is before them. That's the purpose of a pastor. That's the purpose of a pastor. You know, I could go on. I got lots more notes, but I'm not going to do that. Because I'm going to do this. Brother Larry, I want you to stand. I know Brother Greg's already given you the charge, and I have a few words for you. You can just stand right there. Number one, he's anxious to get up here and preach, you know. Eh? You didn't know we we're going to have a marathon today, did you? I'm going to preach, and then Greg's going to preach, and you're going to preach, and is going to preach. You didn't know that, did you? Huh? Aha, I fooled you. Huh? That's why you got the heat on. You didn't want us to be here very long. Huh? Number 1 preach the word. Number 2 be ready. Number 3 be patient. Be patient with the, with the, with your flock. They're not perfect. They have flaws. They're going to say some things that may hurt your feelings sometimes. But be patient. Be patient with him, Larry. Number four, preach some strong doctrine. See, most of us know Jesus loves me, but most of us don't know what the word propitiation is. And so if you don't know what it is, try to spell it and then go look it up later. (laughs) Preach the word. Be ready, be patient. Preach strong doctrine. Develop friendships. Too many pastors pastor a church and they stay distant from the people. And so I want to encourage you as a congregation. I know COVID's over with, and you need to begin the fellowship with your pastor. You need to call Cynthia and say, Pastor, I have a cup of coffee and a piece of pie. Can you come over today? You like apple pie? Oh, good. And why is that? So that you can begin to know the pastor. So you can begin to fall in love with him. And he can begin to fall in love with you. That's the purpose of ministry. God called you. God has prepared you. God has challenged you and God will continue with you. So I have one other word. Don't quit. Don't quit. Because it says here, it says in in Joshua, after after the death of Moses, you remember there was Abraham, there was Isaac, there was Jacob, there is was Joseph. And you come from a long heritage of pastors here. Brother Glenn Price. Brother Don McIntyre. Brother David Shelton. I talked to David Shelton yesterday. He's doing very well. Pastor David Dean. He's doing well. He told me they had a tornado and they had to go in the closet and scare the eebie-jeebies out of them. But they're, <laughs> but, they're, but they're doing okay. So, Larry, you come from a long heritage. And my challenge to you is stick here, stay here, develop the work here, even while when it gets, it gets tough. Because that's how you grow a church. Not by a week or two or a year or two, but stay with the, with the work. And then God will fulfill your ministry. All right, I got a couple of questions. And then we're going we're gonna to sing Onward Christian Soldiers, you know? Cynthia so asked me what we should sing. And what a great song, because that's our challenge. We're going out into a war. I'm not done yet. Stand up. You remember you asked me, right? You asked me, right? We are here to celebrate God's provision in bringing a pastor shepherd to us. And Brother Larry, I have a few questions for you. I know they were confused about what, how to say. Just say amen when I, when I ask you. Is that okay? You remember that? Let's practice. Amen? Okay. That, that's pure, pure, but you can do it. Okay. Brother Larry, do you promise to love God with all your heart, soul, and mind? Okay, a little bit louder next time. Do you promise to preach the word with boldness and conviction? Do you promise to study and show yourself approved before God? Amen. Do you promise to minister to the needs of God's people? Amen. Do you promise to uphold the right priorities? God, family, date night, kids or oh, you know oh, I should have scratched that I should have scratched that one off. I don't know maybe I don't know. And church do you promise to have a daily devotion time and prayer time? Do you promise to always wash the dishes following potlucks? I didn't hear anything. Amen. Amen, folks? Amen. All right. Amen. Do you promise to faithfully serve Calvary Baptist Church? until God leads you elsewhere and Tish do you promise to uphold your husband as he begins his ministry here? okay congregation real quick your your challenge and then we're out of here. do you promise to pray daily for your pastor and his family? Amen. Do you promise that if you have a conflict with your pastor that you will go to him first? Let me stop for a minute. I'm almost done, but I I've been in church my whole life. And when there's a conflict with a pastor, guess who they, who they don't, who they go for first? They're friends and family. If you have a conflict with your pastor, go to him, go in his office, and gently talk to him about whatever you are, and then pray about it. Because you know, when you pray about something, Guess what happened? God begins to melt the problem and there's resolution. And do you expect God to do great things here at Calvary Baptist Church? Amen. Amen. Brother Larry and Tish, God bless you on your new journey here. And may God. Light shine greatly here at Calvary Baptist Church. And may, may this be a lighthouse in our community for years and years and years to come. Now we're going to stand and we're going to sing onward, Christian soldiers. Okay, something first? Okay. All right. Father, thank you for this time. Thank you for Brother Larry. Thank you for Calvary Baptist Church. In Jesus' name.
1: I don't know if you know, everyone knows that Jerry is the chaplain at Memorial Hospital. And so we're so honored to have him here today. Thank you. My wife Tess and I just wanted to say just a brief couple of words. But we are so thankful to God to be able to serve here at Calvary Baptist Church, to serve you all. Uh, We're humbled. We're honored uh, to be able to serve, you know, as pastor and pastor's wife. We are blessed by your fellowship and your love to us. And we want to be a blessing to God first and to you. I want to acknowledge just a few special people here today. Of course, you're all special. Everybody here is special. And, uh, but I want to acknowledge a few. Uh, particularly, I want to start with uh, thank you for all of our dear friends that have come to support us. We are so grateful for your presence and uh, thank you so much. Uh, family, we have some family here today as well. You might need to help me here, love. Uh, I wanna, uh, my sister, Lynette, is here. And I thank you, Lynette, for being here. My niece, Alicia, and her daughter, Savannah. Thank you so much, Savannah and Alicia. Uh, Sarah is somewhere here. Is, oh, Sarah's in the back. Oh, okay, Sarah. Okay, uh, Tessa's daughter, my stepdaughter, uh, Sarah and Angel, and their two children are in the uh, nursery right now. Little uh Catalina and Violetta. My brother-in-law Andy. Thank you, Andy, for being here. Let's see. That's it. I, I think I got all the family. And we're honored, we're honored to have with us uh the pastors in ministry. Pastor Daryl Beck uh is here today with his beautiful wife Joyce. Uh Pastor Pete Heron. Pastor Pete Heron and his wife Sue. Getting a little chunked up here. And uh, Pastor Dennis and his beautiful wife Donna, thank you, Dennis, for taking part. Dennis served here for many years, a very distinguished uh, minister here at Calvary Baptist, and we're so grateful that you're here today. And of course, Pastor Jerry Roberts, chaplain uh, Jerry Roberts, and uh, what a great message! Amen. 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 I also want to remember. Uh, we want to remember Pastor David Dean who was a pastor here when Tess, my wife Tess and I first began. And uh, it was under Pastor David Dean's leadership uh, that he opened the door for us to have this opportunity. And so I'm so thankful for Pastor Dean. Uh, the, the mission, our mission, is to uh, complete, or uh, to fulfill the great commission that Jesus gave to us, to go into all the world and make disciples. And all the world, that means... Uh, uh, Modesto, that means La Loma neighborhood, amen? amen. And uh, so we're to, we're to talk, we're to teach about God's love for mankind, how he sent his son Jesus to save us from our sin that would have separated, separated us from him for all eternity. That Jesus came, and if anyone here, if you haven't yet uh, received Jesus or you don't know his forgiveness yet, he's right there at the door. He's at the door of your heart. He's just waiting to be invited in. And all you have to do is call upon him. The Bible says all who call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. And he'll come in. He'll forgive your sins. He'll save your soul. And you commit to follow him then as your Lord. That's the commission that, uh, we've, that he's given us. And that's the Lord uh, who we serve. Jesus Christ is the Lord we follow. He is the Savior that we serve, and we're so grateful. So now we're going to prepare to have our closing hymn, and then after that, uh, Brother Glenn.